Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the world champion of the world podcast. It's your man qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. What's going on, guys? Um... So this week uh, was Father's Day weekend. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a dad, and not just to not just to you guys out here in podcast land, uh, not just to you, my children, but I also have a son, uh, and and this is a real legitimate son. This isn't like a Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan situation. Uh, this is my son. He, uh, I produced him from my own nuts and now he's out here, uh, just doing real nigga shit, uh, real kid shit. It's great. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I'm, I'm accepting donations, uh, for Father's Day. Uh, even though by the time you're listening to this, Father's Day is over, uh, still just go ahead and, uh, feel free to DM me at champ podcast on twitter and uh on instagram and figure out how you can send me money because you love me okay serious time now uh this week we're doing a mini it's kind of a mini episode uh just kind of talking a little bit about some wrestling rumors that are floating around um that are floating around out there um and uh that's that's basically all we're going to talk about on this episode, just uh, a little episode, because I, I didn't want to just go an entire week uh, with without talking to you guys. So I'm uh, just going to do a little mini uh, episode, checking on the rumors. This is about the third time I said that. <laughs> and then uh, later on, uh, well, I guess next weekend, uh, we're going to have a full episode uh we're gonna have a special guest you guys probably already know who it is it's the same special guest that we had last time uh we're gonna have a special guest actually it's not even a guest they're a part of the show at this point um just not on weekly yet uh but we're gonna we're gonna talk to the guest we're gonna talk a little bit about uh we're doing a thing we're gonna be talking about wrestling documentaries uh, so I actually reached out to the guest, uh, had her watch Wrestling with Shadows. So we're going to talk about that. And keep in mind, uh, the guests are also, uh, who's now family for, to the show, uh, Tab, Tab Saber. Uh, she is a new wrestling fan, so um, kind of explaining kayfabe and the if you've seen wrestling with shadows and we're not gonna uh touch on it too much here because i want to save that for next week's or for the next episode uh but uh wrestling with shadows gives you a a real peek behind the curtain Uh, and she's she's a new fan who's who's still just kind of getting into what's going on on screen so uh it it really just kind of like blew the doors open to see 
that behind the scenes content and wrestling with shadows um for me personally because i i went back and I, I mean i've watched it hundreds of times by now uh but just going back every time i go back and watch it it's just kind of like wow uh, i just kind of have like new feelings each time uh added on top of everything uh from before and with this uh with this time watching it it just struck me how many of the people that they were showing on screen just aren't with us anymore like when brett was talking with the heart foundation and you're looking and he's the only dude still alive uh out of that uh out of that crew when when they were showing them all talking like uh anvil neidhart gone uh british bulldog gone uh brian pillman gone uh Owen Hart, of course, gone. So it was just like, wow, man. It, it was. It's really sad. Uh, then there's a part where he's talking to Vader. Vader's gone. Like it's just like, wow, man. It's, it's, it's crazy to see uh, how many of those legends are just not with us anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be watching uh, Wrestling with Shadows next week. And like I said, if you guys. Uh, you guys listening have any suggestions of other documentaries uh, for us to watch and then come back and talk about uh, my perspective, I guess, as a seasoned fan and then hers as a new fan who is still falling in love with wrestling, but uh, just learning everything. Um, yeah, if you have any any suggestions for us uh, on stuff to watch. Uh, hit me up at Champ Podcast, Instagram and Twitter. Um, just on my short list of things to watch, uh, and then you guys can add on uh, Beyond the Mat. You gotta watch Beyond the Mat. Um, the Backyard. I don't know if you guys remember that documentary, but The Backyard about uh, backyard wrestling, good stuff. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into some of these rumors. Uh, so let's see here. Um, one of the most consistent rumors uh, that's been going on, and uh, I'm sure everybody's aware of it. And at this point, it's almost it's like anybody who seems unhappy at this point they're gonna get locked they're gonna get uh basically just thrown into this particular rumor um dave Meltzer, per dave Meltzer, uh uncle dave uh there's a lot of wrestlers who are currently in the wwe right now who have uh just straight up reached out to aew and are trying to see what's going on. Um, you had to... The the WWE roster is jam-packed with talent right now. And it's so jam-packed with talent that a problem that they've had for a few years now is you just can't find... They just can't seem to find space for everybody uh, to have storylines and develop and 
and be on television and 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 do everything else uh they they're just having a tough time managing that uh so you had to imagine that all of a sudden a new company um pops up and not only uh is it a new company but they're offering comparable salaries uh from all reports they're also um locked in to have a major cable television deal um the owner has deep pockets and uh it it's a viable alternative there is buzz within the wrestling world about AEW uh and and then they had double or nothing which was a great show and i feel like double or nothing in the mainstream uh hasn't really moved the needle for AEW yet I mean, I, I guess, let me walk that back. Uh, it did move the needle a bit, but it's it's still, I mean, AEW, everything is still new. So we, uh, like, uh, AOC, the, uh, what is she, a senator? Uh, she was speaking about, uh, she ended up speaking about AEW, uh, talking about Cody's comments about diversity. So that was like a big, you know, mainstream splash. Um, I personally know people who are wrestling fans who hadn't... Uh, I, people, I personally know people who are wrestling fans who haven't watched in years, aren't watching currently, but purchased that pay-per-view. Uh, so there's an interest because there's still people who are fans, uh, lapsed fans, uh, people who are still into pro wrestling, but who are just really turned off by WWE's product right now. Uh, ROH is also kind of having a a tough time, uh, product wise, personally. Um, I felt that there they they had a chance with that big Madison Square Garden show to kind of reannounce hey ROH is back because you know their heyday was a few years ago or their their heyday was in the past and then even like a few years ago uh they i would say that they weren't that bad uh, that they weren't bad at all um but now like they don't uh now they don't even have uh like you think of all the people that have left uh now the elite is gone um who i would say maybe the past year or when before they had left that was the i would have said the that that crew there the elite was the main draw of ROH uh, you you were tuning in to ROH to see, okay, the Young Bucks are going to be on this episode. Cody is here. Uh, Marty, who's still there and, uh, and still doing good with Villain Enterprises. But even Marty, it just feels like, all right, let's get this contract over with and get him over to AEW. Uh, we need Marty back with his friends. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, but uh, 
I think with the there there's potential with AEW and so the wrestlers who are frustrated in WWE see a spot where they can make money and then not only are you able to make money but like AEW so uh what this weekend John Moxley who is obviously one of the big stars in AEW uh is going to be in the title picture um he also just this weekend worked uh was it Northeast Wrestling and beat up uh Enzo and Cass so uh not on and has also been working New Japan. He's the uh the the US IWGP or the IWGP US champion now for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh so I think wrestlers who had who have been kind of stuck in uh, a middle ground in WWE are going to be looking to AEW to see if they can if they can get something off um like i said Dolph Ziggler uh good good match with Kofi at Super Showdown but like ah it's just rough like he's going to give you a good match he's going to give you good promos you already know that's what's going to happen but it just feels pointless uh whenever he does something because like it's Dolph Ziggler you already know he's not uh, they're not behind him like that. Uh, so I don't know if it's, I feel like this is a rumor that's going to persist. Uh, we're especially leading up to TV for AEW. Um, but also I feel like AEW would be, they know not to, take on all these WWE cast offs, like every single one isn't going to work. Um, and I don't think that's going to be something that they're going to get into just trying to get every single one, but there's a few out there that make a lot of sense and would be really good for AEW. Uh, I think Sasha Banks, if her time with WWE is up, Sasha Banks and AEW would be a, uh, a great, addition to that women's division and uh it would definitely give them some credibility another big star um it actually at this point it would probably give them them their their the the big star for that division um with sasha uh and a and a really good worker uh and I mean, I would love to see Sasha versus Kylie Ray, which could be like a Sasha Bailey 2.0 type feud. Um, Sasha versus Britt Baker sounds like so much fun. Um, so we could even uh, like Nyla Rose and uh, and and Sasha sounds good. Um, I'm I'd be interested to see that. Uh, so. Uh, I another uh, I guess another performer from WWE or set of performers uh, the Revival now the Revival in AEW just makes too much sense too much sense uh, 
the revival showing up um, and just a, a, a big program where who's the best in the world revival young bucks lucha bros like just give me that over and over i'm down uh let's see gallows and anderson um are rumored to be interested in AEW, and the sooner they can get over there the better uh if they're not and gallows and anderson showing up in AEW. um and then AEW can get a partnership going with New Japan, which I feel is almost inevitable. Um, and like I've said, I think I've said it like the past couple of weeks, if Ring of Honor can, they can keep their relationship with New Japan and then Ring of Honor just become NXT for AEW. Like, I think that would be best uh, for, for Ring of Honor. Um, because once AEW starts having weekly TV and, and all that, like Ring of Honor is already, I feel like they're already feeling the effects of AEW being a thing. But once AEW is on weekly television, uh, I feel like things are going to get bad for ROH and, uh, the best way for them not to get run over is to just allow that partnership to happen with AEW and then Ring of Honor can be in NXT for AEW and then we can even start getting some of these Ring of Honor talents on uh on TNT once Tuesday night dynamite starts. Uh let's see. A couple more rumors here. Uh looks like Lars Sullivan uh is injured uh has injured his knee so he might be off television for a while not upset about it not a Lars sullivan fan (laughs) uh just not interested man he i don't know i tried to give him a chance but it's not interested um and i don't i don't think they're doing him any favors by putting him up against lucha house party because i mean i like lucha and i like all three of those wrestlers and i think they're great uh but don't give a fuck about lucha house party on my television and then like these lucha house party rules and shit like that like get the fuck out of here um let's see what else we have from also from Meltzer, uh dave Meltzer talking about it um adam cole baby and Shayna baszler are currently being looked at as main roster call-ups. Shayna Baszler, I think, uh, has been ready since day one for the main roster. Uh, but this whole run that she went on in NXT just proved even more. And I think she's improved. Like, in ring, she was already solid. You, we don't have to say anything about it. But she's improved a lot as a character like she's such a great heel like she's so good at being the badass uh and the badass heel and kind of a jerk that uh i'm almost ready to see her be a hero now which is weird like i'm really enjoying her as a heel 
and as a badass heel, leather jacket, just like, yo, I'm here to fuck shit up, but I like her so much that I feel like a lot of what makes her, a lot of what she's using now to be unlikable could just make her, like, so cool. Like, she could be a really, I feel like she could be a really good badass face, like, as a, as a, uh, and in the women's division, I don't know if we have any just, like, ass-kicking faces. You know what I mean? I mean, we got Becky, but I feel like Shayna Baszler couldn't, can do that tough guy. Uh, I mean, because Becky just has different charisma. So there's not saying that she could be better than than Becky because it's they're two different. They're gonna be two different characters. They're two different people, and Becky is really good at that that badass and talking her shit and stuff like that. But she's also like kind of witty and funny with it, and and then the whole. Nia Jax getting punched in the face, that thing, just that added the toughness element to her so that we, that made us believe, that made us believe the, the tough guy part. Shayna Baszler is, if you know, you know, Shayna Baszler is legit. Shayna Baszler, uh, was one of the pioneers in women's MMA, uh, before there was a before there was a Ronda Rousey, there was a Shayna Baszler. Um, and so we know like when she gets in the ring, like she's gonna back up what she's talking about. But uh she does have another element uh where and I don't think she has to be like funny and and stuff like that when she goes to the face side of things like Becky brings in humor and brings in all this like I think Shayna Baszler could essentially be the same kind of character just not um less like berating the fans and other wrestlers and more focused on like I'm not taking any shit so what's up type deal um, and I think they could, they could do that with, uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir still being involved with her too. Just make them a crew of badass shit, uh, badass women who don't take shit off of anybody. Um, I think we could even, I could even see some stuff where like, you know, she might get the better of a heel guy uh in in certain situations like you know have a guy like disrespect her and be talking down on her and you know boom next thing you know a couple punches and then she's got him tapping out she's the queen of spades uh but yeah i could i could definitely see her on the main roster adam cole uh, I felt he's been main roster ready for a long time since he showed up. The only thing I worry about with Adam Cole on the main roster uh, is just like his, I guess his size. Like he, 
never looked in Ring of Honor, at least to me, he never looked that small. But even in NXT, he looks like a just like a small dude. Uh, and I'm a big Adam Cole fan. Like I, he talks his like his promos, all of that. He's great. Um, but like every time I see him on TV, I'm almost shocked by like how small he looks. And I feel like that would be something that they would bring up on the main roster. Um, but I feel like he is good enough to overcome that easily. There's been a lot of rest, like, I mean, fucking Rey Mysterio, uh, Ric Flair has never looked like physically imposing on television. Um, so I think it would be best for the Undisputed Era to come up as a unit. Uh, and you can make Adam Cole the face of that unit and let him be great in ring, do all the stuff that he does, but you always know, like, hey, this guy's got backup. Uh, and and that can kind of... And, of course, he... I mean, as long as he's doing that, like, he's going to be healed. Uh, so I feel like that could... Uh, <laughs> That could really work for him and combat the size issue. Uh, another NXT talent who people have been talking about a lot is Matt Riddle. Um, but Matt Riddle looks like he's not going to be getting moved up from NXT anytime soon. But that's, uh, I feel like he is on his way to the NXT title. Uh, I think that's the next, uh, that's the next thing. The... I think that the bro might be the guy to end uh, in the undisputed era and chat in in their chapter at NXT and send them off, send them packing to the main roster. Uh, another a another uh, rumor going around that's kind of interesting. Um, an insider, uh, with PW Insider, Pro Wrestling Insider, says that they've heard of some of the talents at Impact Wrestling being paid a few hundred dollars by the match, uh, on, on a contract, but the contract doesn't guarantee any number of matches, so you can just get, like, okay, we'll give you $200 for a match today, and that's it. So, um, sounds like Impact is, once again, going through uh, financial struggles, falling on hard times. But the thing with Impact, it's like a cockroach. Uh, it, as many times as it was supposed to have died and have been over with, it just hasn't. It's still here. So, I think they could have a nuclear holocaust here and uh on earth and like you think everybody's dead and then after a couple of weeks like here's a brand new episode of impact uh yeah so i i i don't really know what to make of that uh just getting paid a few hundred dollars by the match but uh i know like i mean impact like i don't i don't know how to find it on television anymore where i live um 
and I just got to catch it on Twitch. Um, but with the way my schedule is now, like I'm, I'm not catching it on Twitch either. So uh, Impact, I mean, I I'll catch some stuff here and there, but uh, Impact is, I don't, I really can't tell you what's going on over there. Uh, I know. And I think there's been some roster, a lot of roster turnover since the last time I watched them consistently. So it's so it's tough. But um, I think uh, I don't know. I think it impact has had a good run and maybe they should look into a partnership with AEW. I feel like anybody like I feel like these other promotions that are uh that have been trying to hold down that number two spot like ring of honor impact i think now might be the time to engage in like some kind of talent sharing program or maybe just merge with aew uh then they could have two shows like aew tuesday night dynamite and aew impact like something um because it's yeah that's i don't know just a few hundred dollars for a contract and not being able to to keep people on it's it's just weird and they they have a really talented roster they have some good people they have been uh in the past couple of years like impact has been a lot better than what it had been previously uh and i would just hate to see all that go down the drain and them lose money and then wrestlers end up going to aew anyway uh so let's see here we got a just a couple more rumors here and then we'll call it a show uh so this is really interesting. The story going around is that Gato and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, there's a story going around that saying that Gato was no longer booking New Japan. Um, we had a rumor killer on that. Uh, shout out to Pro Wrestling Observer. Um, but they say that is false and Gato is still uh, is still the booker man. Uh, Gato is still the pencil. Um, but it, I don't know, it's just, it's interesting. And really, I'm just hoping that somehow New Japan does that merger with, um, or not a merger, but they have that, they develop that working, really establish that working relationship with AEW. And then we can get, um the the elite versus bullet club feud going and have gallows and anderson pop up and it's like okay what side are they gonna choose like i feel like that would be fun um and then eventually like well like we're not gonna get aj styles but uh you know eventually if we get aj styles or or finn balor to come back and then have to pick size oh man uh let's see what else do we have here dave Meltzer, uncle dave uh he's noting 
he's uh, letting us know that there's a lot of people or there are people in WWE who are behind Aleister Black. Uh, so we might get an Aleister Black push. If you pay attention to WWE social media, there was something that they put out there and they were like, yo, who should Aleister Black go after first for a fight and gave us like some uh, different mentions of wrestlers that they could pay, he could pair up against. Um, I'm a big Alistair Black fan, was a big fan of his when he was Tommy End. Um, I feel like he is money in WWE. He is money waiting to happen. Um, even though I felt like he should have debuted as a singles guy, um, I was actually into that tag team that he had with Ricochet starting off. Um, it was fun. Uh, maybe they could have did more with them, but also I'm, I think it's cool that they just went ahead and let them split and do their own thing, uh, on two different shows here. Not like that matters now because people are just showing up whenever. Uh, but here's hoping that Alistair Black is in line with that for that push. Um, Alistair Black and... Andrade Cien almost sounds like a fun feud to kind of start things off for him. Um, so we'll see. And a final rumor. Well, I guess it's not really a rumor because uh, if you saw NXT spoilers, it's uh, confirmed. Fandango. And Tyler Breeze, Breezango, uh, have reunited in NXT. Um, they were the fashion files and all that stuff was great on the main roster. Uh, but I feel like it's going to be super hot down in NXT. Um, because that audience really appreciates, uh, that style of comedy that Fon Fondango and Tyler Breeze will be able to create. Uh, they're going to be gods down in NXT shortly. Um, and that's that. So this is, uh, I, I guess basically that's the, uh, the episode, uh, just kind of touching on a bunch of different rumors and just kind of shooting the shit and talking with you guys about what's happening in the wrestling world. Oh, okay. One, one final one. Uh, uh, it's not really a rumor, but there seems to be, uh, a groundswell of support for, uh, amongst certain fans uh, wanting to see uh, Cass and Enzo in AEW. Personally, I think that they are a money tag team uh, and them in AEW just sounds like so much fun. Like Enzo on TNT cutting promos uh, and talking shit at the camera um, already gives me wcw vibes but good wcw vibes not the not the bad ones uh good wcw new uh new nwo when it was a a new angle type shit um but um and there's also a promo going around online uh where Cass just kind of is explaining what happened to him uh what he was what he was going through um you know, alcoholism, just a bunch of negative things, but seems like he is back on the right track. Uh, he's back wrestling. 
seems a whole lot more healthy. So that's good. Good for him. And hopefully he can keep that up. And now we're officially done. Uh, so tune in next week, man. I got or tune in next weekend. I got or this weekend. Actually, I got uh, Tab Saber back on. I got uh, we're going to be talking wrestling with shadows. I'm uh, going to do a little bit of fantasy book. And I was going to get to that uh, this episode, but, uh, it, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, but we're going to do some some fantasy booking on the next episode. Uh, it's uh, it's like the go home shows, uh, the go home show before stomping grounds. So um, we'll probably have a little bit of uh, a little bit of that on on uh, the next show. So thank you so much for listening um, and share this with all your friends. All right, guys. Peace.